0: Hey, everybody, how's it going? It's your friend Chase. What's up? Welcome to another episode of the show, the Chase Jarvis Live Show here on Creative Live. You guys know this awesome show, it's brought to you by Creative Live. And I think you know all about that. Please go check out Creative Live. But you also know this show. This is where I usually sit down with the world's top creators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders, and I do everything I can to unpack their brains. Today's episode, however, is a little bit different. I know I'm hearing from you guys on social, you like it when I mix it up just a taste, just a bit, and I'm doing that today. This isn't a long-form interview, it is actually an interview with lots of amazing people, all tied up into one show. Names like Tim Ferriss, Brene Brown, Damon John, Mel Robbins, Neil Strauss, etc. You get The idea, this is a remix and it's a remix around a concept that I think is critical and that concept is fear. Now, this may be a challenging idea, stay with me here, but I believe that for most of us, fear is one of the biggest barriers to achieving our goals and I also believe that that barrier is self-imposed. The truth is that so many times we actually don't even try to achieve our goals because, especially life, big, big goals, the ones that actually matter at the end of your life, because we were too afraid to even try. Now, I'm not saying this to scold or to criticize, but actually to vocalize a thing that a lot of us either are aware of and suppress or we're not even aware of. We have to work as, as a community of creators and I would even say as a culture to illuminate this The fact that that fear isn't often recognized, that self-limiting belief is not an actual thing that dominates uh, our ability or lack of ability to achieve or have the things that we want in our life. And yet there are a handful of us, I think some of these overachievers, folks like Richard Branson, Arianna Huffington, uh, Mark Cuban, whatever folks that who, who have been on the show before, um, that we look up, we 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 look at them and say, "Wow, they they have done amazing things to you know make society or culture better, or improve X or Y, or make a lot of money, or or change the status quo for the better." And yet, what they have been able to do, and I've discerned this from this podcast, is by and large play through fear. Sure, there's all kinds of logistical and all you know, financial other uh, obstacles, but if you ask yourself what's really stopping you or what has made your life different from others, at least one piece of it, one critical piece is fear. Fear that you fail, fear that your peers are going to laugh at you, that you'll regret it, even if you somehow miraculously succeed and so forth. So this fear, it turns out, is crazy toxic. To say not helpful is a massive underst- uh, statement. I'm going to call it toxic. And You know, that part of our brain that fear was designed, it was designed to keep us alive, not happy. And the reality is, is there aren't too many saber-toothed tigers running around that we become afraid of what someone else might think or uh, something else that's very, very small. And that dominates us. So this fear, this F-E-A-R, that is the topic of this episode. It drives too much of our lives. And what we're gonna do here is take a spin through a handful of people who've been on the show. I mentioned a couple names, Tim and Brene and Damon, etc. And I want you to hear about what they think about fear, how they've dealt with it, and how you can then apply some of those principles to take fear out of your life, or not take it out of your life completely, because a little bit of fear is good, but how to minimize it. How, most importantly, to have it not control you. How can you make decisions from like intention and focus and love and passion rather than fear. So I'm just going to let these folks, we've edited this together in such a way that I don't know if you can hear them talking. I'm not going to announce each individual one of them. You'll probably be able to tell their voices if you've heard them on previous episodes. But it's a really cool episode, and I can't wait for you to check it out. So please think about how this stuff affects your own life, what you can do to change it while you're listening to these amazing humans talk about fear now enjoy the show talk to me about how you feel fear view fear because there's so much fear in the photo industry that Mm -hmm. people are afraid to make mistakes they're afraid to get called out they're afraid to do shitty work they're afraid to to be called out on something and a lot of that keeps creative people
1: in a little shell so yeah fear is a real driver and it has been for me as well in the past whether it's in athletics or writing or academia whatever it might have been and I realized that it's a driver based on risk, and that's when people define risk, or should define risk, as the possibility of an irreversible negative outcome. And what I mean by that is, just like most people fail to achieve their goals because they're poorly defined, most people are prevented from doing things based on fear because it's poorly defined.
2: There's a couple things we all probably fear, being judged unfairly, um, not being able to provide for our loved ones and our family, death and losing people that we we, we love. Um, I think those are a lot of things. But the fear ourselves are often about the fear of being able to be acknowledged and or the fear of failing and people looking at you as a failure.
3: And so our brain wants a story, and our brain likes a story that you know pitches bad guys, good guys, safe and dangerous, mm-hmm. and so, The stories we make up normally are our worst fears and turn the people that are in our stories into enemies.
4: It's the same as somebody else saying like I'm not good enough. It's the same as somebody else saying no one's gonna like what I have to do. It's just a a bullshit nonsense lie. You tell yourself that's not healthy for you or the work, right? You have no idea what's gonna happen tomorrow. No idea. You have no idea that this thing you're writing that you think is, or doing or creating that you think is the best thing ever. You have no idea whether anyone else is gonna like you. You operate. I'd like to say, like, uncertainty is a very confident place to be. You know, really, the more you can sort of let go of, you no know, you have no idea about what's going to happen in the future. You have no idea about whether people are going to connect with it or not, and just do it and try to make it your best, you know, and put all your heart and love and care into it, and then be unattached.
2: You want to be accepted, and you have to always second-guess yourself. I second-guess myself every day, right? And, and it's the fear of saying... There's no point in my life that I didn't have fear, and I call it a healthy paranoia in business. Food was doing well, okay. Well, the hot clothing line lasts five years, Damon. Did you get bit by the apple, you know, did you bite the apple once or get hit by lightning? Oh, I gotta share this idea of who I am with the world. I wanna empower other entrepreneurs, but I'm dyslexic. I'm gonna write a book? Are you kidding me? People gonna laugh at me, right? You know, fear of, uh, you know, am I, uh, am, I, am I leaving my daughter's uh, inheritance or a legacy? How would the, how will they perceive me? You know, fear of making my daughters public people, where now they have pressure on them, and I don't want I want to hide them from everybody, or or in fear of anything else. You know, yeah. the president of the United States, President Obama, made me a uh, president ge- presidential ambassador for global entrepreneurship. I can never let him down, right? Yeah, it, it, it's always going to be some level of fear, and that fear is good if it's healthy.
3: I've just never done anything that's turned out to be valuable that wasn't just scared shitless to do it. Like everything I've ever done that's ever really made a contribution, I have felt alone in doing it mm-hmm. and afraid. And, but alive. Yeah. After the first time that you opt to brave the wilderness, you pull away from what a group of people thinks. Maybe it's your, maybe it's your creative community, it's your critics. The first time you pull away and find power in standing on your own I think your heart is marked by the wild. I think you belong in into the wilderness in a different way. Because every time after that, when you choose fitting in over belonging to yourself, it's painful. And so to me, the whole idea is not just navigating the wilderness, which I think every poet and theologian and writer over time has used the wilderness as yeah. this kind of lone journey thing. It's not just about navigating the wilderness, it's about becoming the wilderness. It's about becoming, I am going to be on my own a lot, and it's going to be okay, because there is beauty and strength in that, and it's not that I won't ever find great joy in being a part of something, mm-hmm. but I will always belong to and believe in myself first.
5: There's so many things that you do in business and in life that are really driven by deep insecurity and the need to fill ego versus the things that actually matter to you. I also think you're one decision away from a totally different life because when you're the kind of person that's sleeping in every day and waking up and feeling like a loser and you make one decision that all you're gonna do is actually just get up, no matter how painful it is, what happens is that one decision makes you see yourself differently because of the action you're taking.
1: So what I tend to do if I find myself paralyzed or indecisive is I'll write down all the worst case scenarios. I mean, really get high def in the absolute specific worst case scenarios. Then the second column is what I could do to prevent anything i could do to prevent those specific items right. and then if they happen what i could do to reverse those or minimize the damage from each of those outcomes and you find once you do that that the worst case scenarios are very seldom as bad as you've envisioned it's just the nebulous dark when you haven't defined phantasm everything. of a bad outcome that prevents you from taking action but what do you actually realize oh worst case scenario i go back to my last job worst case scenario i take a part time job doing this worst case scenario i have to suck it up for a month or two, do twice as much work with that one client I don't like, and then this. And uh, then it really doesn't seem as scary, and you can actually move ahead with things.
5: The moment you catch yourself hesitating, or doubting, or starting to worry, or about to chicken out, or shrink, or shut up, or whatever it is that you're about to do that is shrinking your power, you just go five, four, three, two, one. You count backwards five, four, three, two, one. By counting backwards, the the, uh, kind of cheat code that you're doing in your mind is you are interrupting what are called habit loops that get encoded in the central part of your brain, and you are starting up the prefrontal cortex. It's a little trick that causes focus.
4: I'd like to say, like, uncertainty is a very confident place to be. You know, really the more you can sort of let go of, no, you have no idea about what's gonna happen in the future, you have no idea about whether people are gonna connect with it or not, and just, Do it and try to make it your best, you know, and put all your heart and love and care into it and then be unattached.
3: Stop walking through the world looking for confirmation that you don't belong because you will always find it. Stop walking through the world looking for evidence that you're not enough because you will always find it. Mm -hmm. Um, Your self-worth and your belonging is not something that we negotiate externally. It's something we carry in our wild hearts Um, And if we spend our lives looking everywhere we go for evidence that I don't really belong in this meeting, I'm not really an artist, um, I just do this on the side and this is my side hustle but it's not really my job, or we keep comparing ourselves, you will find exactly what you're looking for. It's
4: my inspiration is like embrace your fears, accept them, and do it anyway.
0: All right, that about wraps it up. But uh, hey, before you bounce, two quick things.